Welcome to our reflection on Sunday for April the 11th. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis, and this is the day after Easter that I'm recording this. This is actually April the 10th, and I'm sitting here in the beautiful confines of uh, the Fortress of Solitude and whew, trying to catch my breath. We had absolutely the most beautiful gathering yesterday at 1501 Kelly Street in Oceanside, California, and it just, it blew me away. I want to take a moment this morning and celebrate what happened at our worship center yesterday as I go through the narrative of the Easter story, as I tried to do. And if you watch our in-person video that I posted yesterday afternoon, Easter afternoon, you'll hear elements of what I'm going to share with you right now. But right now, I'm not pumping hard with adrenaline and and I've been able to process just an absolutely beautiful day. Now, for me to do this, there's some thank yous that I want to share first, some, some absolute uh, thank yous that I want to share. And the, the first thank you that I, I want to share happened weeks and weeks ago with an hour-long phone conversation with our music leader, Jen Nawan, and we talked through some music, we talked through some strategies, we we talked through expectations because Easter is, to me, the most important holy day that we celebrate in our Christian faith, and I've shared this, and God bless, uh, Christmas is a beautiful time, Christmas is a birthday, and Easter is a resurrection, and for me, it's the resurrection that makes Christ different. So we we had a great conversation, and we had some music yesterday that was just amazing, just amazing. Jen's uh, piano piece and our time of of reflection. Our our dear friend Lily, who played a reflection piece just before children's time. Uh, Nick Minna playing harmonica and. Brenda Foss and Jen with a special combined piano piece, and and even the Loudmouth uh, uh, had a special musical solo after his sermon yesterday. And most definitely, I have to share our our music group, our our praise team, our Voices of Praise group. It was great. I just, I cannot enough express just how wonderful the music was yesterday. I also want to thank everyone who jumped in as a volunteer children's coordinator <laughs> yesterday. Well, we had some great blessings that happened yesterday, and we have dear friends, and we have dear friends that have been background checked and have a history with us who all jumped up and joined in. And it was a blessing because we had so many babies in our service yesterday. And it was just beautiful. It was just beautiful. So now let's get into the narrative. We get into this account in uh, the Gospel of John. And it talks about everything that leads up to this moment that Mary interacts with Christ. And it inter 
facts with there's this this conversation that takes place uh, and it it's a, a conversation of John and and Peter now John and Peter exist within this narrative in very specific ways John exists in it because he's writing a book Let, let's just lay that out but Peter his narrative exists within a, a moment of grieving and then it's a moment of oh oh my god it's different it's different we got to go back to the Monday Thursday experience with with Peter because Peter denies Christ three times and then he finds himself in this place of mourning oh my god what have I actually done we we have that moment with Peter and we see this excitement in Peter it becomes this excitement of 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 retribution almost I I don't know if that's the word that I want to use but it's a renewal it's definitely a renewing experience for Peter because he's stuck in this oh my god what have I done and then he hears the tombs empty the tombs empty so he gets sparked and he runs back and he he, he has to see what happened he's excited by what happened he is transformed by what happened because it's no longer this moment of grieving for peter that he has betrayed his friend by denying him it was everything he said was true and i gotta go see it i gotta go see it so we have this retribution moment this renewal moment i Retribution is not the word I'm looking for. Renewal moment for Peter that he gets to run and see it. He goes and he runs and he sees it to to learn, to to discover. And then we have John in this narrative. And it, when you read the scripture, uh, he doesn't name himself because you know he's not that prideful. He is prideful enough to say that there were two that ran there. And Peter and the other one, and the other one got there first. And so if he's writing the account and there's two people in this story, it's John. <laughs> I always, for you guys that watch professional wrestling, I, I've always equated John, the most beloved, as like The Rock. You know, Dwayne Johnson used to cut these uh, promos and the rock is this and the rock is that and the rock is the greatest the most electrifying man in sports entertainment and i always see that in john john's the john references himself as the most beloved he he references himself in this account of easter that he points out that he was the quickest he got there first and because he was the quickest and he got there first, he got to look into the tomb with the eyes of investigation. He looks in to explore, to investigate what happened. And it was an amazing thing to discover. So I'm sharing these accounts with Peter and John. The John, the eyes of investigation. The Peter, the eyes of learning of 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 um, excitement there is a renewal that happens with peter because i felt it yesterday 
I started out with desires of investigation because watch congregation just get fuller and fuller. We watched the seats fill up. Then I kept watching all these babies and children come in. Oh, my gracious. That was just such a beautiful thing. Such a beautiful thing. So I had these eyes of investigation. Oh, my gracious. Look at all these babies. What are we going to do? Thankfully, there was a lot of families that wanted to sit together. And thankfully, we have dear friends like my loving wife, our our our, our children's helper, Raquel, and our dear friend, Miss Nancy. And they all became people who were willing to be helpers. They saw a need. They discovered. They investigated like John. And they saw a need. They investigated like John and saw a way to pitch in and help out. And they did. And at least in one conversation with one of those dear friends that was shared with me much in the eyes of Peter, that there was this sight of renewal. You know, there was this one dear young friend there in a, in a stroller. And I watched one of our church members, and I just, this is one of my beloved. If, 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 if this person wrote a book, much like the apostle, uh, the, uh, disciple john saint john this person would be able to say one of the most beloved and and i would I would be forced to agree with that so i watched this dear friend walk by and and just doting eyes and and playful spirit keep keeping this young dear friend happy i watched all of these dear friends uh, chirp and squirk at while that I was preaching and I and it, it could I couldn't help but to point out how they were the hallelujah corner for me that day so what a what a wonderful experience with all the kids and it just filled me up it filled me up I felt like Mary that day when Mary heard her name when Mary heard Christ say Mary and this is a beautiful story, and I, I meant to put this in my narrative on Sunday. My narrative on Sunday was supposed to be, have you, have you ever been in that moment with your spouse, and your spouse says your name and you're still not quite listening, and then they say it again to get your attention? It's sort of that narrative between Christ and Mary at the tomb that day, because Christ says Mary, Mary realizes who he is, and she says, she says, Rabbi, in the sermon on Sunday, I approached this narrative of how that she existed within responsibility on Easter. She existed in a responsibility of caring for Christ's body. She existed in a responsibility of the caregiver of Christ's body. And because that she existed in all that things, it was her heart's I'd focus on responsibility that limited her ability to see what was going on. And she begins to refer to people within responsibilities that would have existed in that. The, the angels speak and she thinks that they're gardeners because there would be gardeners there. I, I, she thinks that they're soldiers so that she asks them where is Christ's body and she's still so locked in responsibility that Christ calls out her name and she realized, wait, that's that's Jesus. And she still one more time refers to him as teacher. 
and refers to him in a responsibility. And then just like that relationship, when your spouse has to say your name a second time to get your attention, Jesus does, and Mary gets it, and she's full of the Spirit. And being linked into that moment yesterday, for me, became that I could really hear Jesus calling my name. And we, we struck this narrative in the sermon that I want to share with you in case that you don't see it. If you see it, it it's on the same uh, Vimeo channel. It's on the same YouTube channel that you can go back and hear the in-person Easter service. But I, I, I shifted things again even further in, in John where it becomes this narrative of, of the Bible verse that everybody knows, John 3.16. And it's God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And when I share that scripture in that way, as I pointed out in the sermon on Sunday, it becomes this narrative once again of responsibility. God's responsibility, God's task was to love the world, to die for the sins of the world. So there... There's a task-driven narrative in that. But then I challenged everybody to pull it into the personal. I challenged everyone to break down the scripture in such a way that they could hear what Mary heard that day. And it no longer became God so loved the world. It became God so loved Michael Drew Davis. God loved Jen. John, John loved Nancy. God so loved Margaret. And to hear that name, the naming of that promise. And it was a very beautiful moment. And then I had to sing, He Knows My Name, after that. And it was a little hard to do. Got it done. I think Mr. Jim McGinnis, my high school uh, choir teacher, would still be upset with me that I wasn't able to compose myself and, and pull through it professionally. But the emotion in it... I think, um, added to Easter a little bit. But it, yesterday was a real blessing, and I, I was not going to do a video today because I just needed to catch my breath and breathe. But it was so moving and so transforming, I thought I'd sit here for a few minutes and share it with you with a long list of thank yous from a thank you to everybody that's in Voices of Praise, a thank you to Jen, a thank you to... Uh, Miss Lily for playing the piano, Nick, David for being the liturgist yesterday. But let's get let's let's expand the narrative a little bit more because the narrative keeps growing and growing, and Mary goes and shares, and the message expounds to all the disciples, and we get this big moment at our big Easter bash yesterday, and I could not be more blessed by the work and the effort of our children's worker, children's director, uh, Mercedes Ferguson, and how beautiful that was. Man, we get this room full of people having all of the wonderful treats that Miss Jan Aller made, and that's a name that I must thank as well, Jan and Ray Aller, who spent so much time putting food together and 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 making that just such a beautiful thing. Um, Easter Sundays, as however you spell it, the ice cream Sunday, Easter Sundays, and all these wonderful treats and vegetarian stuff for for the pastor to have too, fruit and everything, and it's just a wonderful, 
wonderful, wonderful thing. So all that beautiful food from Jan and Mercedes with having the kids plant flowers and having the kids with the big Easter hunt. And the, man, I saw kids with buckets and buckets of eggs and all sorts of stuff. And I don't think anybody left without chocolate yesterday. But it was just a great expansion of everything that had happened. So I wanted to take this moment to say thank you. Thank you to everybody that had involvement in that. And uh, just a thank you as a pastor. And today is, is my Sabbath. So when I hit amen on this, I'm going to go back to sleep. So uh, thank you so much for celebrating with us. And the Easter is every day. Easter is every day. So may the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. God is love. Amen.